Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, the weekly spin-off podcast where Dad and I do stuff to keep sane. This week... Dad, one of the things that we were kind of toying with the idea of talking about, we wanted to talk about Cleo Smith, but at the same time, you know, you're not an expert in kidnapping and I have no grounds whatsoever. It was an active case and it felt incredibly inappropriate. But the fact is, over the past 24 hours, uh, she's been found. She's completely fine. And I think now it's okay to talk about this thing and kind of see if we can bring our perspective to it. Obviously, it is still technically a case in progress, but the fact that, yeah, she is, she's fine mm. has really taken that kind of pressure off because, you know, it would have felt exploited to kind of do other, do, mm. you know, before. But I'm looking at, I just want to start at this point, Dad. So I'm looking at a photo of Detective Superintendent Ron Wilde touring the uh, campsite where she was apparently taken. And I got to say, all the descriptions from Loose Units and Electric Blue about Glory Boys, it's it looks like the same thing. I mean, he's wearing a really well-tailored suit, sunglasses. He's clearly... These detectives look like they are done up for camera. And they're not saying how they did it, which is fine. But someone else pointed out that, look, they, they, is it possible that they're making it sound like they did some incredible thing, whereas, in fact, all they did was follow a basic A to B kind of thing? Like, I, I mean, Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Well, firstly, Paul... <clears throat> I'm really excited and glad mm. and grateful that you've brought this whole topic up because that's what I wanted to talk about today. But that's you awesome. said to me mm. prior to going on air, Dad, just let's don't say anything. So listeners, this is fresh. I think in the intro you mentioned that I had no experience with uh, kidnappings. Did you no, say I, that? No, I just said that that's not that wasn't your area of expertise. Right? No, but I but I there's that very famous case that's not so famous because no one ever got to find out about it. Mm. And you've written about it extensively, Paul. And for some people, it's one of the best stories that's ever been told in the whole saga. It's where you used a grid yes. of police cars letting off their sirens to yeah. zero in on... Yes. On a boy that had been kidnapped. Yep. And yep. he was locked in, in a pedophile's house. Hmm. That was... But then Christine said to me this morning, John, maybe you shouldn't talk about it because you don't want to take from this incredible and remarkable story. So I think that's 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 I agree with Christine. But first of all first of all, Dad, you didn't I didn't know it was a pedophile's house. That was never specified. No, well some things, you know, one likes to keep Sturm. Yep. Um, so but but, but but Paul, in relation to your comment about the detectives, mm. I one of the great things about the two of us, you know how you sort of play the skeptic and 
or vice versa with our later series. You know, Paul, I, I'm I'm going to sort of in a, in a really lovely way, mm. I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. In terms of your your analogy, because let's face it, detectives by the very nature of their work, they wear suits. So I guess why wouldn't they wear a nice suit? Imagine if they rocked up kind of wearing really sad suits that they'd purchased from a an op shop. I would um, I'll be honest, I would be more I would be a lot more I, I don't know what it is, but I feel like if you've been working, you know, around the clock on a case for how long was she gone? Eighteen, 18 days. days? Mm. Yeah. I have no problem. I mean, I am a dandy. I have no problem with making sure I look good, right? That is mm. that is my that's my whole shtick and it's annoying and whatever. No, it's not. All all our three kids Dress so well, I don't know where you all got it from because it but listen, certainly wasn't me. Part of my problem is that it's not—it's not even a problem. I was just raising an eyebrow, going, "You guys don't look like people who've been working around the clock and are underslept about this. You look like guys who've had enough time to." Is that weird of me? I mean, is mm, there any—is there any yeah. merit to that? Right? No, because also, Paul, you mentioned the sunglasses. Are you familiar with the concept of sun? Uh, yeah, I try. I try to avoid the sun, Dad. I'm mm. slightly vampiric, but I'm. But no, bright, I'm, bright skies. I mean, look, the he said that it was his the greatest moment in his police career. Yeah, no, and, that that was a know, different. That was one of the four officers who was there. It was a different cop. Yeah, that yeah. was um, Payne, but, I believe. But, but. but Paul, the work that goes on behind the scenes. Are you aware mm. that they searched the garbage bins for six hundred kilometers of road? Did you know that? So who's searching the bins? The police. It's a huge production. Now, I, I have a theory, Paul, yeah. which I would like to espouse to you and the listeners because I've been following this, um, not obsessively, mm. but it's the sort of thing, because a few days ago you may recall that the, the police heading the investigation were basically of the opinion that it was all over, that they were not going to find her alive. Um, and I think it's really touched the entire country and it's also received international um, sort of attention yes. because, generally speaking, it's, um, it's all going to end very, very badly. But I have a theory. Would you like to hear it? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, just, may... just, Sorry, just, quickly, just quickly, I think it's probably worth, just as a quick kind of Cliff's Notes, basically this girl was... Kidnapped from a campsite, uh, the Blowholes campsite, and they were kind of searching for clues and they weren't sure who it was and there was apparently some CCTV footage, but she'd been gone for 18 days. She disappeared from this place, which is 70 kilometers north of uh, Gascoigne, which is a small town, I think. So they found the evidence which led them to a housing commission home in Carnarvon, three kilometers from where Cleo's family was living. So... First of all, there's the craziness of the fact that, you know, she was just around the corner, basically. I mean, mm. three kilometers is no distance at all. No. But my first thought before you plow into your theory, and I want to mm. see if if it's based on this kind of thing, is the fact that she seemed well cared for. Like, she mm. seemed fine. You, you saw her in the hospital bed, and she seemed, you know, she was smiling and healthy, and she was talking, and, you know, she seemed okay, which implied to me that it was someone she knew. What do you think about that? Oh... No, I, I I don't agree. Oh, um, my 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 theory, Paul, is that um, I believe 
and I'm putting this out there as my theory, okay? Mm-hmm. I believe that the, um, the offender, um, who's 36 years old, he, I think he's a peeping Tom. He is known to police, and I have a feeling that that is what his priors may well have been. And I think, because we all know, obviously, that peeping Toms only work at night time, Right. Under the cover of darkness. Right. He may have a penchant for for young children. And, you know, these peeping toms, they, they get out there. They, they know the area like the back of their hand. They feel comfortable at night time. Um, if a car sort of passes, they can just, you know, duck into a, into a house and hide behind a fence. They could even stand behind a pole. I I saw all the fingerprint technicians dusting the exterior of the house, mainly all the windows. So if you're a peeping Tom and you are an opportunist, the temptation would be that during the day you're walking along, you see a particular house, you see houses, you see young children, you then associate those children with these particular um, residences. Then you come back at night time hoping to perhaps see the young child. You are more than likely going to at some point in time touch the windows. So I think, this is my theory everyone, mm-hmm. uh, that they would have got latent fingerprints off um, perhaps a window or, or perhaps um, some other material. And I think that it, that could well be this person's MO. I also did hear... Um, in the last 48 hours that some people had seen or it, it was brought to the attention of the police that this particular person was, in fact, buying nappies, children's nappies. Interesting. So did you know about that? No, I didn't know about that. Okay, so Isn't that, isn't that fascinating? Yeah, so what you're saying is that there was a peeping Tom in the area. They probably had him on some, on some sort of watch list. Presumably, the thing is... That, okay, so there's a... There's a the family goes on a camping trip. That would imply that the peeping tom followed them there, right? And then took yes, and then took that's... Cleo from and then took Cleo from the tent where they were sleeping. Mm. And then apparently there was a vehicle spotted leaving. I mean, Correct. about about three a.m. A vehicle. We don't know whether that's the vehicle, mm. but there was a vehicle um, because someone had seen it come out at that T intersection. Yeah. Um, look, it's it's very very interesting. The the nature, he, this person, look, it's just, it's so intriguing. You know, the person is sort of living fairly close by. How would he know that the family had gone to this particular location? Mm. He may well have been in a shop and overheard a conversation, seen the little girl, he's got a thing for the girl. And also very, very, I'm about to say something very, very controversial, Paul. Oh, God. But I, because Christine and I were discussing how quickly the the young girl, Cleo, was given back to the mother and father, and she seems to be in, look, from from an observer's perspective, the general consensus may well be that it appears, I'm, I'm treading very, very warily here, but it appears that she is relatively unscathed um and i'm talking christine and i had a discussion this morning about you know the 
the situation in hospital, what what protocols, because he's been taken to hospital where certain um, tests will be carried out on the offender. Um, But very controversially, Paul, and I'm just putting it out there based on my gut feeling and what I know and what I've seen in my previous career, Mm -hmm. is that... I'm thinking that, and I'm in no way justifying or making excuses, so let's just put that fair and square up front, but I have a feeling that this particular person may well have possibly some intellectual minor, perhaps disability, or be perhaps on a spectrum whereby the intention may well have been interestingly perhaps benign almost a yes a caring yeah almost i know it sounds creepy and it's there look you know i'm not i'm just sort of i think it's important to introduce these things because at some point in time this person is going to he's going to be given a defense counsel and he'll he'll probably have a you know he'll at least have a solicitor and he may well have a barrister yeah and they are going to really go deep um and it's not up to the police to tell us how they uh, how they caught him, but you know, ninety nine point nine percent of the incredible diligent police work. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Would not have 
resulted in the successful ending to this story. Mm. It's a, it's a very minute, minuscule, but I'm thinking that you know it's um it's it's I I kind of like my theory. Um, we'll see if it we'll see if it's borne out. You know? Yeah, or, or although or conversely, it may well have been that this particular person was actually at the camping site camping. Although he does not strike me, based on the little information I have, that you know my my, my feeling. Oh look, it's just so it's quite a fascinating story. Yeah, yeah. Um, when it happened, first of all, I mean the the amount of kidnapped children who end up, you know, kind of being, mm. for lack of a better term, rescued or returned or whatever, is quite low, mm. I believe. And, you know, everyone's everyone's kind of holding out hope and everyone was worried. And you should... I mean, the deluge of... I mean, the amount of... First of all, the amount of kind of a current affair exploitative bullshit that's going to happen now on the press tour is... It's predictable. But the thing that everyone can agree on is a little girl was returned alive and well. That's incredible. I'm, mm. I'm really happy about that. But when it yes. first happened, wh- where did your mind go? I mean, wh- what did you think had happened? Well, when we were going to discuss this, which thank God we didn't. Yeah. Um, I was hoping that we could have done a little bit of a segment, which I guess we can do in retrospect, mm. whereby, isn't it interesting, Paul? Because I have not heard the stepdad utter one word. Right. So we already know, based on social media, mm-hmm. that there's been some horrendous vitriol aimed at the family. Mm-hmm. Those people can now crawl back into their little rat holes and be ashamed and thoroughly disgusted with themselves. The thing about that, Dad, is whilst I completely agree that's what should happen, the problem nowadays with the internet and everything that's going on is that shame doesn't really exist. You can no, just I sort agree. of say the most horrendous shit and then yeah. you go, oh, well, you do. If, there was a, if we lived in a world where if you said something and were wrong and felt shame for it, then that would... That would curtail you saying that shit in the first mm. place to a degree mm. like you wouldn't make baseless accusations unless you no. really suspected right but true, true. It, no because sometimes it's enough for a person to be accused of a thing for them to be like fucked their reputation is right because if your oh, yeah. if your name is said in the same headline as as you know an accusation so for some people they just join those two things together and they will never look at you the same exactly and 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 let's don't forget everyone yeah. let's cast our our mind and eyes back to Lindy Chamberlain. Yeah. And she was pilloried. Yeah. And who was complicit back then? The media, the newspapers. Not not social media, because guess what? Mm. There was no social media. No, of course, of course. And it was years and years, it was decades later that she was admonished. And look, the drama that that caused... So just because we catch a grab of someone's face, and let's also remember that the media tend to... Like, if they're going to do a story on our current Prime Minister or or the French President or Xi Jinping or whoever it is, they always, and quite... and very, very purposefully, generally manage to choose a rotten shot. Because they take so many shots... With, you know, they're taking 60 frames a second. They've got a plethora of material to choose from. And they always choose these weird shots with gaping teeth or, you know, and it's kind of a, a little bit, it's a bit 
bit it's a bit of a race to the bottom and um I mean I would argue there's no good shot of Skomo but yes I see I see your point yeah but um you know I just kind of I think that it's kind of fortuitous cuz you know what I wanted to talk about a few weeks ago Paul was that very thing that we've now alluded to in that we do come up with opinions there is trial by media yeah and I just think that it it's important for us all to pause and say to ourselves and reach into the deepest part of our heart and say, we really just don't know. You know how we all talk about various people, but it's like it's like sort of these big world issues with people that you think you don't like, but then all of a sudden what I'd like to be able to do is actually bring these people into my home and eat with them and sit and actually get to know them. And I think that's really, it's not, never going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I think when you actually meet people one-on-one, you can often realise, as I have in my life, I've been wrong about people. Yeah. And we do make mistakes. And uh, look, I just understand about this whole thing. But... Yeah, Paul, it's a very, very interesting topic. Um, Perhaps on a lighter note, can I tell you a a bit of an antique story, maybe? Okay, Dad, yep, absolutely, absolutely. So thanks, Paul. Look, you know, you and the listeners absolutely know that I love antiques. I've been involved in them for a long time. We've got a lot of listeners who would just love us to do a whole season on antiques because God knows we've got a lot of stories. But a few weeks ago, I went into this um, this house. Well, actually, I firstly got to see some amazing vases and they were so good that I and I'm not kidding everyone I actually became obsessed with these vases as Paul Christine will will tell you and I was torturing myself I was doing more and more research I realized they were extraordinary and I made this gentleman an offer this is a man that does not need money I mean he, he needs it obviously but he's got more than enough and I wrote back and I, I gave him this very, very good quote and it was several thousand dollars for these vases. And he wrote back very politely and emphatically and just said, no, thank you. And I was gutted. So I broke the golden rule and I dropped to my knees and begged. And I wrote back and I said, look, in fairness, I haven't seen them in the flesh. Would it be possible to organise a visit? To which he said... Yes, you can come around and have a look. So I go to this most salubrious house in a most salubrious suburb and I'm met by an elderly Scottish gentleman. And he was it was really good to actually stand in front of him and, and kind of... Because I was really psyched and I thought, John, you've got to give it your best shot. Yeah. You've got to pull out all stops, go hard. Anyway, he didn't let me in the front door. He took me down the side of the house, round the back, underneath, and there was this flat. I've walked in, I saw the vases... And my heart stopped. I just realized I was standing in in front of something that was so exciting. And believe you me, I've been doing this for 40 years. And when I see something rare and extraordinary, I know it. And I looked at them. Mm-hmm. I almost didn't want to look at them. I didn't want to stare at them and become beguiled and know that he was looking at me with my silly face. Because then he thinks, you know, you're hooked. So I said, look, I'd like to reassess the quote. So just to be fair, everyone, and I'm being very frank with you all, even though my name's not Frank, 
I'd offered him two and a half thousand for the pair. Mm. I then immediately said, I'll give you six thousand. Fucking hell. You must have thought you could clearly make a lot more money out of these things. But Look, I just, I, I lost all sanity. And why would he, would, if, you, if he said no to the offer, why would, why would he then let you come over to the house? Because I said, yeah. Um, can I at least have the opportunity to actually see them? Because that may, in turn, allow me to increase my, my offer. Okay, all right. So and, do, you, and, do you think he was playing hard to get and fishing for more money? Oh, no, I don't think he's... That's not, not the sort of... Because what happens, what or what happened, is that he then said to me, he said, look, John, 40 years ago, mm-hmm. I paid 6000 for these vases. Right. That's a lot of money back then. He said, I at least want my money back. And then my eye caught this other vase. This is, this is sort of... It's a bloody good yarn, Paul. So my eye catches this other vase and I thought, oh, oh no, I just can't believe it. And it was so beautiful, something I've never seen before, which is kind of a double-edged sword because I've seen Cloisonne, but I've not seen this other thing. So I jacked the, the, the offer up to 8000 and I thought, wow, that's, this is serious money. And, and there was no rea- reaction on his face. And then he said, oh, okay, well, look, just leave it with me. So I, I waited and... I torture myself. So what I do to torture myself, I do more and more and more research. I begin to realize that what I've quoted is very, very fair. It's exciting. The stuff's rare. And then he didn't. I didn't hear from him for three days and I texted him. And I, I'd love to read the text, but it basically said, I promise this is the last time I'm going to text you. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I'm bothering you. And then he didn't get back to me for a few days, and I just thought, I, I've promised I won't contact him. And then he calls me and says, look, my wife's mother's been very ill. Apologies. Um, 8,000 sounds fair. Eight, so I went and picked them up. 8,000? That's a big jump. Yeah, it's big. Yeah. But anyway, so he, but here's the crux of the story. I sent photographs to a number of international auction houses, including one in Belgium. and But I also sent... A photograph to a leading auction house. I'd like to name it. I'd love to name the auction house, but I'm not going to. But it's it's one of the three biggest auction houses in the world. I'll just say Sotheby's, Christie's, Bottoms. It's one of those three. The head of the uh, the particular department wrote back and said to me, and this is so heavy duty. What she said, she said, "Don't buy the porcelain vase." And I felt sick. I was so depressed. She said, basically, it's crap. And I thought, I don't believe you. How'd you fuck that up so bad? No, 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 hear me out. Uh, And I went to bed and I was feeling really kind of... But then Christine said, hang on a sec, John, you don't underestimate your knowledge. I mean, my knowledge is fucking great. Then I get an email back from this auction house in Europe, one of the leading auction houses in Europe. You ready for this? Yeah. He put an 8,000 euro valuation auction estimate on just... The Chinese porcelain vase. And I've still got the Clasone. And he estimated those as well. So I'm, 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 I'm miles ahead. And so, I'm excited. So the, that, the person running the big auction house was wrong? My point is to everyone is that always get a second opinion. Okay. Sometimes go with your gut. And people are not infallible. Yeah. Well, you know, I hope it sells. You know, I, I feel like it seems like such a gamble. I, I do know what I'm doing. Not and, a, and no, look, no, no, not, not a criticism. I mean, it no. does seem like sometimes sometimes you are actually just acting on a uh, little bit of knowledge, a little bit of a hunch, and then... You're you... very sweet, Paul. But I'll, I'll keep you and the listeners posted okay. as to how I go. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, that's all the time we have for today's episode of Loose Units. Loose Ends, I can't tell you how happy we are that 
the little girl was rescued. I mean, it's just it's such great news, and I'm mm. I'm really glad we didn't because we weren't going to talk about it unless she was okay, and she's mm. okay, and it's great, and hopefully every hopefully hopefully the family comes out okay as well. But thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend, everyone, and we will see you on Tuesday for another episode of Loose Units: The Shadow Files. Bye, everyone. Bye, bye. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.